podcast. Greetings and welcome to episode 64 of Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast. And um, whilst I record this, it's even weirder than usual because, whoa, news flash, I'm recording on a Wednesday, which, hey, that's keen. You know, that is more keen than a guitar free three piece that sing about walking across an empty land I know the pathway like the back of my hand or an aggressive Irish central midfielder who used to play for Manchester United both of which are keen you know that's so keen that is you can't be more keen than something that's quite literally keen you know but I'm doing it, I'm recording it on a Wednesday as opposed to my usual Friday slot which which I say I record on a Friday, I don't often normally what happens is I come home on a Friday I'm like all the best intentions in the world I just want to record the weird podcast, get it done get it in the can as they say in the biz and just move normally what happens is I get home, I'm like I'm tired I just want to do something fun and social not that recording my podcast isn't but I kind of feel like when I've neglected my whole family for a week um, you know, should spend a bit of time on just you know out of you know necessity, above all else. So I often end up not doing it. Then I end up being a big social butterfly. You know, a lot of people do call me Madame Butterfly, but the less said about that, better. Um, I'd be a social butterfly on a Saturday. So then it comes to Sunday. The day goes by. I'm probably out and about. You know, National Trust, whatever. And then comes Sunday night. I'm like, oh bollocks. I need to get this fucking podcast out for Monday morning because of the weirdos out there that want to listen on a Monday morning. Or to those who, you know, maybe if you're on routine, because I have my own wee podcast routine of podcasts that I like to listen to. And, you know, I, I don't really listen to any on a Monday. You know, the days that the podcasts that I listen to come out are Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So, you know, but everyone's got their own wee routines. And, you know, if you're one of those people that like to listen first thing on a Monday morning, start your week by listening to my dulcetones going into your ears. You know, fair play to you, and I appreciate it. And I'm not going to let you down, you know. Um, I'll never break your heart. I'll never make you cry. I'd rather die. The not putting podcast on Monday. I don't know where I went into the Backstreet Boys from. I just felt it. And you know what? I feel a lot of things tonight because guess what? I've got the house to myself. Mm, mm, house to myself. Mm, mm. Which is literally the first time that has happened in nigh on a year and a bit. You know, I've got my homeboy, Mr. Charlie, the Chinese Shih Tzu, um, sitting at my feet. You know, like the good old days. And my wife, she's working nights and... Holly is just, I, I just said, you know what, born free, out you go, take the world like a giraffe, on you go, away, and she's just literally just in the garden, because that's as far as her wee legs would take her, no, um, she's at my parents, because I have to go to work, first thing in the morning, and it's less disturbing, my folks were like, here, we'll just keep her, because you'll be around with her, first thing we'll not be up she'll not be ready to get up you'll be up seizing the day because that's what you're about you know what i mean you're the guy on average that gets like and i've got my fitbit app on flat out now for those of you that don't know i'm doing a fitness challenge with colin geddes and i'm just, cr- just crunching that just crunching all the time just tense my abs no i'm on, on my fitbit so i'm monitoring all that kind of shit my heart rate my sleep all that jazz and i get on average five hours and 20 minutes sleep a night which hey i put it out there is not sufficient 
But that's not through any fault of my own. Like I go to bed relatively early. I'd say on average I go to bed hmm, at about half 10, 11, which isn't late. You know, the old me would have been like, you call that late? Will you say? And then I go to bed at like after midnight, whatever. It was hard. You know what I mean? It was a hard lad. You know, whenever it's hard lad, I was sitting up till after 12, I was watching 18 movies, you know what I mean? Is it 18 rated movies, not 18 movies? I wasn't one of those guys, you know, that just basically um, is a vir- virgin, <laughs> you know, I wasn't one of those guys. I did have friends, you know, I couldn't watch 18 consecutive movies, but I did watch over 18 movies, you know. Sometimes they've got a bit of violence in them, you know, sometimes people get shot. Sometimes you see a bit of booby, you know. Sometimes you see a bit of bottom. Hey, that's just the teens, you know. Sometimes people swear. That's just kind of shit I'm into. You know what I mean? I used to be the old me, whereas new me, bed by by half ten, eleven. But then normally what happens is I fall asleep and then I snore and then I get a big slap up the kite that wakes me up and I'm like unable to sleep again. The bollocks or the baby wakes up and I have to go and do some sort of that shit. So by the time I get up, settled, the peaks and troughs, it's about 5 hours 20 I get on a night. So tonight my plan is uh, you get the podcast in the can, talk to you about what's going down, and then go into my living room, light a few candles and jack myself into it. No. Um, what my actual plan is to do is, uh, it's, it's definitely, it's not masturbating, but it is self-love. Nonetheless, I will be... <laughs> I don't want to do this, but it's I have to do it. I have to watch my last stand-up hour that I did and pick bits out of it that I like. Like, it's going to put the whole thing up, but then I'm, I'm just so... I hate watching myself back. Do you know what I mean? It's like I'm almost watching myself back go and say that, and then I don't say it and go, fuck's sake, I would have been an extra better bit of joke. You know what I mean? So I'm going to try and siphon through it. If any of you just the show and enjoyed it, fair play to you, but I'm super... I hate watching myself back. You know, I hate doing it, but I know it's a necessary evil now that I'm, you know, gigging more frequently, sort of getting up there in status in terms of headlining and stuff. I need to be able to go to other clubs, you know, sort of. I need to be able to break down a hard border and go down south, do some gigs, you know. I need to be able to go across the IRC and do some shit over there, you know what I mean? And if people can't physically come to watch me, be hilarious live in the flesh they have to watch that clip so i have to therefore to deliver those clips i have to watch them which i don't want to do you know what i mean i do not want to, i don't like it i don't like listening to my stupid voice back i don't like looking at my big fat face i don't like going why haven't you learned your material i don't like going why didn't you say this extra bit of material so <clears throat> i'm just gonna have to suck it up watch it back and you know just be straight with myself um, albeit I will take notes and if there are bits that I can make better I'll improve it you know but it's just something I feel like I need more bucking content online it's bollocks because I mean that's the sort of that's the uh, the route to go isn't it over here because I mean when you're in Northern Ireland the opportunities even though there are some more these days they're still quite limited so in order for you to get anything happening or popping or whatever you need a profile and it seems the easiest way to do that is to have you know more people seeing you online you know what I mean? It's not saying, I'm not saying that it's easy, but it's definitely a way to do it. Whereas in the old days, you'd have to go gig, gig, gig and get on the, on the circuit, get a routine. You know what I mean? Now people just need to see you online. Like there are guys who have literally no stand-up background to fall back on. I've just had 
hits online and that's you know they're in better place than a lot of people have been gigging for years you know whereas I I, I don't feel too I, I don't like putting loads of stuff out I, I, I would like to only put stuff that I think's good so that's why I'm maybe a bit precious about it so what I'm saying is right I'm going to be less precious okay I'm just going to put some stuff out there some of my stand up that I'm not going to do anymore and then you just can have a look at it and if you like it great and if you don't sly but it's going to be out there and I'm going to try and do that tonight which is not you know how I would have envisioned myself spending my first free night. Like I thought, I'm going to be getting through 90% of a season on FIFA. You know, that's all I'm going to do. I'm going to eat Maltesers. I'm going to drink Coke. And I'm going to eat Harry Boat. And I'm just going to have a great time. But that was the old me. You know what I mean? The new me is a guy that's being productive, trying to fucking make shit happen. And also on a diet. So, I mean, you know, I'll be drinking water and watching myself. Probably crying a little bit, you know, so the water that I'm taking in will counterbalance what I'm losing through the tears. And sweat, because I'll get nervous. I'll get nervous watching myself. I'll go, why am I saying this? Ugh. And then also this particular R that it did. Um, I wore a short sleeve white shirt. Like, what? You know, what am I? Am I a narco? Like... Why am I wearing a short sleeve white cotton shirt? Do you know what I mean? Am I Barry from EastEnders? What the, f- what the fuck was I thinking? I look like 60 in it. And I don't have this sweet, luscious beard. It's just like a stubble beard. So you can see all my chins and then this attempt to shave some sort of shape into my face, which, if you see it at all angles, not sweet. You know what I mean? I'm like, what am I doing? Next stand-up show I do, I'm going to wear a dope-ass jacket, a sweet black shirt, popping ass trainers I'm going to look my age you know what I mean which from that description sounds 15 at 32 you know when I do my next stand up hour I'm going to be 32 that's something I'm looking into this week you know so hopefully you know soon enough there will be a new show coming out there you know but I need to dust off all the old shit first keep working on it but I mean with doing Pug Uglies every week I just feel like I'm coming up with material every week and I just need to put together a good R show. A lot of the new bits I'm doing, I love. I'm very excited and keen to uh, do. But, you know. What's weird as well about recording this on a Wednesday is I haven't done Pug Ugly's Comedy Club, you know. Uh, this week is me, Neve Marin, and Paddy McGacky. And it's a fucking great lineup. Like, I'm delighted to have, have, have these guys on. Unfortunately, I can't talk about how the night went. It could have gone shit. You know, it, it could have been terrible by the time you listen to this, but I don't know. I'm just, but I'm very excited about it. But for all, but for all y'all looking at next week's podcast, or next week's podcast, bleh, next week's Pug Uglies, and um, the lineup is Kieran Bartlett as MC, the microphone controller himself, Kieran B. Opening up is Diona Doherty and headlining is Tom O'Mahony. And you're probably going, where's Big Papa Bear? Why is he not on Pug Ugly's Comedy Club? You know, the sponsor of the Weird Podcast, Pug Ugly's Comedy Club, every Thursday night at 9pm. You know, tickets only a fiver. Get there. Why am I not there? Because, the obviously, I'm in Dublin watching Ozzy Osbourne. I don't have an, a video podcast. I'm literally throwing up horns right now for the the Prince of Darkness. Um, I don't know if a lot of you know, but I have such a very taste of music. Like, it's quite ridiculous. I like rap, 
rock and pop would be my three kind of genres that I like. But some of the live acts that I've gone to see that have been quite varied are I've seen The Darkness, I've seen Steps, I've seen LL Cool J, I've seen Metallica, and I've seen... Neil Diamond, you know, they're just that's a random selection of people. Like I've seen way more than that, but they're just a few that I thought off the top of my head that are a random mix of people. And I'm really excited about seeing Aussie. I'm excited about getting to Dublin for a couple of nights, you know, with just me and my wife. Oi, oi, Savoy, probably get blitzed and be in bed by midnight. But I'm excited. I'm looking forward to getting down there having a bit of fun, albeit I think the comedy club is in very safe hands. I think that's a very strong lineup, if I do say so myself. And I would strongly advise you get down and support it, you know. And yeah, it's just strange that I I literally feel like I've recorded this podcast a couple of days ago. And what can happen in a couple of days, I hear you ask? Uh, not a while lot. <clears throat> you know, sorry about it. I've still got a cough. If you listened last week, you'd know I was like I was my podcast was doing it like as if I was Brian Molko. Niche reference, the lead singer of Placebo. He's a very nasally based rock singer. Great. But he uh, sings very much through his nose. Like if you ever hear a song Nancy Boy, he sings like uh, Alcoholic, kind of mood, lose my clothes, lose my lube. And that's how I sounded on the podcast. I was like, Welcome to episode sixty-three of the Weird Podcast with me. Except I did that for a full 45 minutes, which wasn't a sweet sound. But we got through it, you know, and we're, we're out the other side. So since then, so si- I don't know why I've gone full Sean Connery. So since then, I recorded an episode of Boytown. Yeah, we recorded Boytown um, with new mics this week. Um, it's just my my other podcast, my A podcast. is kind of my B, my sidekick, my material giver, my, wee, you know, just a wee personal thing I like to do. Mm. Whereas the Boytown podcast that I do with Shane Todd is out every Thursday and it um, is hopefully going to sound very sweet. We've done a lot of work on Boytown this week. We've got the uh, the old uh, office space slash studio all done up. Got it carpeted, painted, got new microphones on board, got merchandise coming out this Friday. Or for any of you listening, obviously on Monday it was last Friday. So that basically means you can take yourself over to the Boytown Facebook page and literally order Boytown merchandise right now. We've got all kinds of stuff. We've got anything you want. we got hoodies. we got t-shirts. we got fucking woolies. we got mugs. Plenty of mugs for your fucking mugs. So yeah, get on board. Get yourself a hat. Get a Boytown hat. Because fucking Baltic out. Well, you know, like sometimes like global warming and shit, it'll just be like full warm winter, then kaboosh, ice, age, three, four, five, whatever the, the movie, the following of that ice age, there'll be a new ice age of extinction. So buy yourself a new hat, a nice boy town hat, and get that on board. So yeah, all in all, be a flat out, flat out, flat out to the mat out, with the rat out. Am I right? Yeah. Don't even know because no one can answer me because uh, it's, it's, it's a solo podcast. But yeah, I've been busy enough. And then in amongst all that, I've been finding time to get back on my Netflix binges. Um, you know, if I wanted to waste time in a podcast, I'd fire a wee jingle in here and be like, oh, this is what um, I'm watching on Netflix. But hey, you know, I just talk about Netflix anyway, so I might as well just fire it out there. And what I'm watching at the minute is you, which I know a lot of you have watched and you know I'm, I'm just going to throw out and say it here it's alright <clears throat> you know it's alright it's not like 
as life-altering as people would make it out to be. You know, if you're one of these people who haven't seen it yet, there may be spoilers here. I don't tend to give spoilers, but then sometimes, you know, I'll just run on myself and I end up saying things that I shouldn't say. But I don't give a fuck, I'm going to say it anyway. I don't think I like any of the characters. That's, I'm going to critique you and say, the things I don't like about you, things I don't like about you, are the same things I didn't like about 13 Reasons Why. All the characters are, are not likable. Like, there's not a character apart from the wee boy Paco and the other guy who works in the bookstore, who I think are, are good people. Everyone else are shitheads. You know, the girl he's stalking is a, a, a fucking twat. You know, she is selfish. She is obnoxious. She is also a, an exhibitionist. She could, Like, that's the main thing. Like, if you haven't seen it, you'll not get this reference. But if you have, you'll know she just never shuts her blinds. Like, the first thing I do when I get home at night on a dark night is shut my blinds. Like, I don't want no boogeyman looking in at me. Do you know what I mean? I don't see no boogeyman watching my movements. You know, like targeting a sniper rifle on my sweet booty and just popping it no way I want to shut those curtains and keep myself to myself whereas Beck or Guinevere as her actual name is gets home to her house in New York she just fully gets rid you know guys just riding her and then the stalker just happens to watch her getting rid then she obviously doesn't get what she wants from the ride so she ends up just you know playing the invisible bass on her own punani you know slapping that fanning off herself in front of the window and obviously when that happens keeping it real the stalker sees it just starts jacking off in the middle of the street you know what I mean that's not the kind of thing that goes on in the real world you know you know, I'm sure there are some guys that do jack off in the street but ultimately those guys need help in some capacity as does this guy I guess because he's a full murderer and stalker but what I'm saying is not normal people don't just jack in the street you know, normal people don't just keep their blinds wide open. So I'm on like episode, I'm starting episode nine of you because it's one of those ones that I'm into and I have to finish it. You know what I mean? I have to see how it ends. And how I want it to end is I want just, I want him to kill everyone. He, he kills a few people like, so just might, you know what, just kill all the other characters. Don't like them either. Just fucking top them off. And then whenever that's done, I'm going to need something new to watch because I was firing through Lufa to get on to see you and now Luther is my like probably up there one of my favourite TV shows it's it's brilliant if you haven't seen Luther it's all on Netflix and the most recent series is on the iPlayer so just go and watch it all you'll not regret it it's a great show so I forced my wife well I say forced I watched the new series of Luther with her she liked it we went back and watched all through all of it which as I've said before I like to see something once and that's it unless it's like showgirls which whenever I was a teenager, I watched Showgirls, the film, with, I think it's Elizabeth Taylor, I think it's Elizabeth Barkley, maybe. I don't know, her name's Elizabeth, whatever it is. But she was from Saved by the Bell, and she was naked a lot in it, is what I'm saying. So when I was a teenager, I watched Showgirls a lot. But other than that, I don't like to watch movies really more than once, or things more than once. So for me to watch Luther the full way through again, you know, tells you what it's like as a series. And I was happy to sit through that. But we kind of rushed the last few episodes just to get into you. And you know what? Not fussed. So I'm looking for something new to watch now off the back of that. Um, We'll probably do a movie next. And Catherine, I think, no, I selected the last movie. Uh, So it means she gets to choose. Um, Which is never ideal. Like, 
you know, more often than not, you'll just accept what your wife wants to watch because it's an easy life. But sometimes, like, she'll pick a movie and I'll just be like, you fucking serious? Do you actually want to watch this shit? Like, we watched Escape Plan with Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> I don't know why I have to do impression of these guys. I'll try. We watched Escape Plan with Sylvester Stallone and, uh, and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Come on. This is basically the movie. Hey, hey, Arnie, how do we get out of here? You get to follow me. Come on. What are you waiting for? <laughs> I know how to get out, Rocky. And he is Rocky, goddammit. But it was just a great action film. Made no sense. In the real world, none of it happened, but it was good. But what I'm saying is, there's an escape plan too. It's like the Truman Show is real. I watch Escape Plan 1, then a few days later, Escape Plan 2 is there. I'm like, whoa, Big Brother State, am I having a breakdown? But it's there, so that's what I'm looking to watch next. And in fact, if I get this podcast wrapped up soon, I can go and watch myself for an hour and then watch Escape Plan 2. You know, I could do that. It's actually a very good idea. <laughs> May do that. But um, anyway, another TV show I'm watching at the minute, which is just on normal TV, is Lindsay Lohan's Beach Club. The most calm TV show I've ever seen. Um, <coughs> pardon me again for coughing. Just so dry up in this house. Mm. I am. Um, I've been watching Lindsay Lohan's Beach Club, which is car crash television, but it's the car crash television we need. You know. It's worth watching alone for a little sidekick friend or little like manager, Panos he's called. He's just this very sassy, very bitchy like nightclub owner that owns the club with her and he just disciplines all the staff. And like in the first episode he introduces himself and he's like, Lindsay, she has a heart. I don't have a heart. If people are bad, I will discipline them. We don't need any bad workers. You come to work to work. And if you don't, you get sacked. Mm. And that's the kind of sass that I want. You know, I, I love that kind of sass. I love it whenever people are like, they just go about their business and they do what they have to do. They'd be bad guys. You know, they'd be, they'd be baddies and they don't care because they just let the sass roll. You know? Um, but it's great. And I'm very much excited to watch it. But it, once again, it's one of those things that whenever you watch with somebody... You can't go on without them. So, sadly, I can't watch any more Lindsay Lohan's Beach Club, albeit I really want to tonight. <clears throat> but that's been basically what what I've been up to in all that time, you know, and in what has been like three days from recording my last podcast, which is busy enough. You know, I always try to get, get me myself doing stuff, you know, I always try to be flipping, keep myself busy. And because as I've said in this podcast, which to my detriment, maybe. I want to go at this full time, so I'm going to put all the work that I can, and that means evenings and flip bloody any moments of free time, which, as a as a full time worker and a parent, it's not not easy. But you got to aspire and you got to work hard to get where you want, don't you? So, you know that. What about like what about the people like Gandhi? You know that really wise, sexy. M&S model like he had a load of wisdom you know looks way way better than the actual Wikipedia would tell you like a, apparently Gandhi was born in like the 1800s <coughs> which you know to still be doing M&S modeling all these years later is very impressive but like he used to come out with all these wise quips and stuff and that's my wise quip you know what I mean if you actually want something just go and do it 
work as hard as you can for it and you know that's the best you can do I suppose that leads me on to my next points the heavyweight cut that I've been working on my training and my gym and all that shit um, as I've said before I'm trying to go 100 days I think literally I may be on day 20 now let me just let me just double check um, now nah, I've myself off I'm on that's uh, 14 56 day 17 of training for 100 days in a row um, and although you're probably any fitness gurus or people with any knowledge of fitness will probably go you need your rest days you can't just tra-. I get it <clears throat> I know you need rest days. I'm aware of that. However, this is not like working every single day to complete exhaustion. You know what I mean? There are days, like last night when I got in, I was just completely fucked. Well, I couldn't have lifted a weight for love or money. But rather than just do nothing, I got up, I did a lot of stretches. I did all my workouts with my uh, band, like my my rubber band did a lot of stretching rolled my knees did a few wee bits and bobs like not a lot but it still counts as long as you get that 20 minute of work a day I did you know so many times I'm taking rest days or you know days off so to speak will just be like that active stretching mobility stuff maybe a walk you know just to still get that work in still get that weight down now I'm going to be totally honest with you here and throw it out there and say um, f- first and foremost I haven't got any notes for this podcast this week, once again. I did one a few weeks ago where I winged it. I just knew I had the time slot to get it done tonight, so I'm winging it once again. But my point is, my rep, my uh, statement of honesty this week is, I've not actually weighed myself since I started the heavyweight cut. Why is that? Um, because my battery's died on my scales, and I just didn't get a new battery. But I have bought a new battery. I popped it in the scales and I'm going to weigh myself in the morning. So you'll find out how I've been doing for real on next week's podcast. Whoa, what a cliffhanger. If you haven't listened already, you know, you'll be listening next week to see what's been going on. But I've been at it this this day as well. I got into my parents. They've got an exercise bike. Got my dad one for Christmas. And it's a good quality exercise bike, um, which is important because... When you're my size, you need to have a good sturdy bike. And I was on that baby for today for 45 minutes. Um, did a good session, got a good sweat on, you know, getting the cardio up, trying to mix my training a bit. I'm doing the heavyweight cut. I'm trying to do maybe a couple of days a week of like high intensity interval training, like circuits, you know, hit based, get the heart rate up and work it hard for like maybe half an hour, 45 minute sessions. Then I'm going to have a few days where I go when I do my weights and cardio. And then I'm just going to have days of cardio on the bike or walks and stuff. And I feel, you know, already 17 days in, I feel still committed to it. I'm eating better. My diet's, you know, quite strict. I know Colin has been saying on his podcast and about the heavyweight cut and stuff that he's just focusing more on calories than anything. Whereas I'm just trying to actually, like, I, I find that if I just reduce calories, I'd be more hungry. Whereas if I just eat cleaner food, better food, you know, I'm not still eating. I'm cutting my calories, but it's just, it works better for me. It fills me. For example, um, for breakfast, most days I would have either like a rice cake, some peanut butter and a banana on it, black coffee and a load of water, or I would have just porridge oats, banana, coffee. And then for lunch, if I'm working most days, I'll either have chicken and vegetables 
or fish and vegetables or chicken and rice and vegetables. You know, today I had this, um, I, I call it healthy pot noodle, basically. What I did was take some brown whole grain rice, a full pack of spinach, a couple of chicken breasts, cooked the chicken breasts and a bit of garlic, fired the spinach on board, cooked it and threw a bag of whole grain rice in there and just put a wee bit of vegetable stock in it and just mixed it about. You know, not too much, not a full stock, but just a bit to add a taste of flavour, and it's all right, you know what I mean? And that won't do me for one meal, it'll do me over two days, basically, for two meals. Um, it just doesn't seem a lot, especially when you're a big, big unit like me, but hey, it seems to be working, and I'm feeling better, and I feel like my training <clears throat> at the minute, although I definitely benefited from going to the personal trainer leading up to the wedding, I feel now I just physically couldn't get the time to do it so I have to make like I had to go to train with him at like 6 in the morning so I'd be getting up at 5 but all these sleeping patterns all changed I can't you know I can't do it so what I find I'm doing is working out more at night time getting the gym in the mornings that I can before work which is when I most prefer to train I like to train fasted in the morning get the work done so when I get home in the evening I have the night to myself but you know in the next few days that's going to prove difficult because yeah, it just, it just will. You know, I'm going to the gym in the morning because I don't have to worry about Holly. And then I've got Pug Uglies to do tomorrow night. So I'll struggle to get up super early on Friday. And then I'm doing uh, the Aragal on Friday night, which will have passed by now. But I'm going to try to have get that done and get home and just do a circuit in the house, which will probably be about 10 o'clock but I mean needs must you know, you got to get that work in if you're dedicated to losing the weight and I'm really focused on it this year I'm going to keep it going and I'll get a workout done and also big shout out to everybody who uh, gave me messages on Instagram after uh, on Twitter too actually after I went out on the pints last Sunday told me to work out on Monday and guess what guys I did I did it I managed to, to par through as much as I uh as much as I didn't want to, you know, I did it. And I think that was the main thing to push me through and get me onto the next level, you know. And I think that was what I needed to do to get the day 100 on the, on the rip. So here we are, day 17, haven't had a break. And I'm feeling good and I'm sort of refocused on it. So, you know, if anyone else out there is training, just stick at it, guys. You know, I know I'm not a, like a, a super ripped Instagram model yet. But I'm just a regular guy who's legitimately trying to lose weight and keep it off, you know? So maybe following me or following the heavyweight cut or whatever can help people with just regular li- lives like me, just a day job, trying to make a time to make it work. You know, hopefully you get some form of inspiration out of it. You know, if I don't lose the weight, at least maybe someone else getting some every cloud. But anyway... On to listeners' questions, because I feel like I've rambled on a lot, and I need to watch my stupid big fat head on the, the computer screen soon anyway. So, first question on Twitter. Let's see, again, maybe I'm just going to bin Twitter questions, because one question on Twitter, what? is from Coca Noodle King, and um, Wilson Davidson has said, Hey Physique, or Hey Papa Physique, with Boytown and the Weird Podcast gaining bigger followings by the week, have you ever considered setting up a Patreon? Um, I'm going to say no, you know, I, I am aware of what Patreon is, is where like you can have, if you listen to podcast or do whatever, like people can pay a wee bit of money towards 
you, your product, whatever to to contribute to it. And like it works for some people. But you know, for me personally at this stage, I just don't feel that I deserve a Patreon just yet. Um if the time comes where the the listening figures go to a much higher level or you know i need a bit of money to support this podcast or like make it any better maybe i'll look about at a patreon but i mean in terms of this particular podcast i'm lucky enough to be sponsored by pug uglies which is great and then on the Boytown podcast we are i say we're negotiating with a couple of sponsors at the minute which you know, makes it a bit easier than having to do, you know, Patreon, in my opinion, for what we do. You know, it works for other people. I just feel for myself and Boytown that a sponsor works better, you know. So, you know, it's something I'll maybe think about. Ideally, if I eventually deserve a Patreon or, uh, you know, there's a need for it or people actually want to contribute in, I'll maybe think about it. But for now, it's just a case of, you know, building the podcast to be as good as I can and that's up to you guys as well you know by asking the questions giving me feedback telling me stuff you want to see or stuff you don't like me talking about you know let me know the better the podcast can get I can make it the better it'll be for you to listen to it and you know see where we can go but um, until then I'm just going to keep you know powering on as is I bought a wee, the wee bit of sound uh, blocking equipment that thinks made the sound better and you know we're getting there week by week we're getting more listens but again, I, I, I don't normally do this every week. I keep friggin' forgetting and it's reflecting in it. Is people, please go to the iTunes and rate and review the podcast. It'll take you five minutes. You know, as much as it takes less than five minutes to just hit five stars, which I do appreciate, I would love it if you wrote something and I'll read it out in the podcast. And the same thing goes actually to SoundCloud. You know, if you listen to me on SoundCloud, just follow the weird podcast page follow me on soundcloud and i'm on spotify as well what future boy you know so if you listen through spotify just you know subscribe to me on that again i don't know really how spotify works but it all helps and listens and like i've had normally what roughly my weekly listens i've had already on the wednesday this week so i you know hopefully the listens will go up and then the quality of the podcast will improve but at the minute i just don't think I personally wouldn't feel like I deserve to be putting stuff through Patreon. Um, Look, Sweeney, I said, hey, pump man, poppy baby boy. Uh, When I was a little kid, I used to enjoy making up stories and fairy tales, letting my imagination run free to speak. Saying that, Dave, my question is, what's the best fairy tale you have either made up or heard about somebody in your adult life. Hashtag gossip guy strikes back. Hashtag buttman and nobbin. Um, yeah, Luke, he really wants to know what the gossip is or or the fairy tales. Um, I know I've tempted, I have teased gossip in the past, Luke, and I apologize for that. Um, I feel like when I did do that, I, I've since forgotten about what I was teasing. You know, which is the ultimate tease, to be fair. Um, but in terms of fairy tales, I, I can't think of something that I that I've made up that comes to mind. However, I do have a friend, a very very close personal friend of mine, like literally one of my best mates in the world. Who, within our group of friends, we all know. Like we refer to him as the forty percent man because forty percent of what he says uh, is actually correct or truthful. The rest, I think, he kind of has just made 
has had, or it's just ridiculous. Do you know what I mean? So, for example, um, but then sometimes they come true. You know what I mean? We all have mates like that who do you, what they say you think is so ridiculous and talking shit, but then sometimes the weird random thing will just come out to be true. Like, I remember we were on holiday in Nice in France, me, this guy, and a couple other mates, and we're sitting around a table drinking, obviously, in a bar, and just watching the world go by. And he goes, People in France are so relaxed. And we were like, yeah. And he goes, they're so relaxed, they don't even have an age of consent. And we were like, what? He goes, yeah, they don't have an age of consent. And we took that to be like, what? so you mean say in France you can just fuck anybody? And he was like, yep, that's how relaxed they are. And we just thought this was so ridiculous. We were like, what? You, you think that, that people can just go around? As time's gone by, turns out they don't actually have an age of consent in France. I don't know whether that's changed. I think maybe it changed in like last year. But as the time he stated that, full fact he was right, and we just thought it was ridiculous. Obviously, you need an age of consent. But they didn't, you know. But obviously, I think it's frowned upon, you know, even for the French to go and have sex with people too young. But legally, there was no age of consent. Now, that's an example of when he told a story that is turns out to be true um, but his most famous story that um, that other people can vouch for that he said um, is totally different now every time he argues something it's with like genuine fact and like he will say something and he believes that what he's saying is right and he will argue it until he's blue in the face now I do believe <coughs> it's innocence and he has heard some elements of this fact and then just basically made the endings himself. Case in point, the worst fairy tale that I've ever heard anyone make up that I do not believe is true. And I've not seen any evidence to say it is or not. But long story short, we were watching a TV show back whenever I was living um, in a house with a group of my mates where this guy lived. <laughs> and we were watching a show, I think it was called The Evolution of Man or something. It was some, like an Attenborough type documentary thing about how humans have evolved from being like Neanderthals to nowadays, right? And just out of banter, I recall saying that I was the most evolved of our friends. My argument being <coughs> that I have small nipples and fingernails, which is true. Because you don't really need nipples and or fingernails anymore, really. You just have rounded fingertips. And men don't need nipples because they ain't got milk coming out of those nipples to feed those babies, you know. So I, I said, look, you know, I'm the most evolved. And then this particular friend, who again, I'm so, so tempted. I'm not tempted. I'm so close to saying his name and I don't want to because <laughs> shit he comes out with. But anyway, he was like, nah, you can't be the most evolved. And I went, why? And he goes, because you're white. And I said, hmm? He goes, it's a well-known fact. Now, when he says that sentence, you know it's not true. It's a well-known fact. And I went, okay. That black people are the most evolved race. And I went, oh. And everyone else was like, okay. Um, where'd you hear this? And he goes, this is so. And he said that black men are, are known sort of to you know within within like the generally like if you were to think of a stereotype as, as wrong as it is to say this again I didn't say this they have large penises you know that's what he was saying that's how 
they're they're more evolved because they have larger penises and we were like oh so having a big dick just makes you more evolved does it is that what you're trying to say and he went no it's not for that reason the reason they've got bigger penises is so they can have a portable b-day yeah so me and everybody else were like what and he's like yeah that's why their dicks pigs they can bend around and clean their asses like a b-day by pissing up their own ass right and we were like, what the fuck are you, what? And he's like, no, no, it's true, it's true. And then whips out his phone, starts Googling <laughs> large black men's dicks right now. Needless to say, when you put that into Google, you get a certain type of porn. You know, you don't get, you know, scientists saying, oh, this is a reason for that. And unlike the, the law of... Um, consent in France we've yet to have this particular statement proved to be true or false so we're just still to this day calling bullshit but if any of you out there um, want to know the weirdest fairy tale that I've heard apparently black men have large penises because they're portable B-days but yeah thanks for that question anyway uh, look hopefully you got a bit more out of that question than the last time you asked me for gossip uh, Jonathan Collier said in a cage match to the death who would win between Theresa May and Arlene Foster and why and who would you be rooting for you know what I'm just going to say this off the bat a lot of people mightn't like it Arlene Foster would win because Arlene Foster has a weight advantage and I would say strength advantage and I think she would just beat the shit out of Theresa May now on the point of Theresa May I feel that woman has the most thankless job like she has been put in a position yeah she wanted to be the leader whatever yeah she said she could sort it brexit's the biggest balls up in the history of politics that i can recall you know nobody quite knows what brexit is nobody quite knows what brexit would entail whenever there's a brexit vote they didn't quite stipulate what it would be it would just be it was just a plain black or white it was a case of we get all the money that goes to you, 350 mil a week for the NHS. You know what I mean? That's what it was, and it's not proven to be that. It's proven to be far more difficult. There's uh, implications about the Good Friday Agreement, the border. You know, um, it's a nightmare. And a lot of it's come down to the DUP as well, how they involved themselves with, with Theresa May. You know, she obviously had to pander to them to get that new... Uh, government through and, and I hate it sick you know what I mean at the end of the day DUP are throwing themselves in the middle of Brexit and there's no fucking government here do you know what I mean every week I could talk about this and be like guys how's about you fucking put your stupidity your bigotry your balls to the back of the line and just deal with education healthcare housing jobs do you know what I mean Get a fucking Stormont up and running again. Worry about what the frig Theresa May has to say. Worry about all that other shit. They're arguing about border hard and soft. The border needs to remain soft. That's a fact. It needs to be free movement between the two. You know, that has to happen. But at the same time, people are dying because the NHS is losing funding, losing leadership because there's no fucking government. Schools, parents are having to pay for toilet roll, for shit like that. Oh, what are you doing? Just taking a big fat ass wage. Do you know what I mean? Kids are struggling to, to, to eat. People are going to food banks. People with good jobs are having to go to food banks. There's no fucking government. So maybe, again, back to the old school fable, 
pull the fucking plank out of your own eye before you worry about the sawdust and someone else's. Get Stormont up and running and then worry about Brexit. Because at the end of the day, Bre- what's what the impact of Brexit going to be if you ain't got a fucking government? Jeez. <sighs> Thanks for the question, Jonathan. You got me bloody off on a, on a side one there. Um, okay. Right. Chris Henning, whoa, 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 recording on a Wednesday, throwing a curveball this week. My question is, if you were to compete in the Olympics, what event would you excel in? P.S. I'd love some weird podcast merch. P.P.S. After listening to Shane's podcast with Colin Geddes, Shane can say nothing about you hitting the desk. Those two ham-fisted torques made more noise than the three-legged bull falling down the stairs. Chris, my point exactly. Shane's a hypocrite. Although he's dainty and skinny, he's a hippo, you know. He clunks a table, he eats in the podcast, he just shouts at me for banging the table the all time. You know what? This sound on the podcast, this weird podcast sound, brilliant. You know, only now the Boytown podcast is up to my level of sound. So that little long-fingered freak can fuck off. But in Olympics, what would I excel at? Shot put. That is what I'm... i tell you what... I won one medal at one sports day in school, and that was in shot put. I just said, I'll do it. I'll do it. I went in, said I'll do the shot put. First throw, threw it like a tennis ball. Near dislocated my elbow. Fuck. Second throw, foul throw. Obviously, last place, because I'd thrown a shit one, and I had thrown a foul throw. Third throw, broke school record, didn't I? For the shot put that time. Didn't recognise it though because it wasn't the athletic team. But hey, shot put is what I would have done. And, um, you know, maybe there will be some merch. I'm still think- I'm thinking about the physique guy range. You know, I'm thinking about that. We'll see how the Boytown merch goes. And then maybe fire that on with it. Chris Barr. Hey Dave, hope you're well. Check out this week's weird story. And the story. Whoa, it is a weird one. Hmm. <laughs> Oh, I feel actually bad for these lads. Moment gay lovers who met through internet dating discover their long-lost brothers after taking DNA tests on the Jeremy Cal show. <laughs> Sorry about my sniffling and snuffling. It's just the cold. Two gay men who met online started a physical relationship, discovered their brothers and Jeremy Kyle. Oh, no, it's the worst. Uh, imagine. A DNA test revealed the shock, for tru- uh, the shock truth for lovers Paul and Lee who'd been a couple for years after finding each other online. The pair exchanged flirty messages for a full two years before hooking up, were none the wiser that they shared the same mother and were in fact closer than either of them could have imagined. In reality, it only came to light when Lee's family and friends first met his new lover and noticed a striking similarity between Paul and his mother's former husband, Ron. Oh no. To set the record straight, the men chose to appear in Jeremy Kyle where they'd requested a DNA test in the hope that they didn't share the same blood. However, the results were confirmed, and the suspicions that Paul and Lee were actually half-brothers left both men speechless. Speaking before he revealed the results to the pair, Kyle said, You're having a physical sexual relationship with a man that you love and want to marry at some point. Someone could tell you could be your half-brother. Oh, very, very, um, you know, very caring. Very succinct. That's the wrong word, but hey, Jeremy, very uh, delicate is what I meant to say. But um, it would make him sick. Yeah, it's horrible. I can't describe it. Upon hearing the devastating news um, that he and Paul are related, Lee's visibly shaken and at the sensational discovery. You know what? See, when you actually look at them, they do look alike. But 
you know, long story short, you may have lost a boyfriend, but you've got a mother, you know. Um, but the men have since moved on, but they're closest brothers. You know, that's even weirder. Like, imagine just having, oh, I don't like that. I feel actually really sorry for the boys. But what uh, Chris wants to know is, if I were to appear on Jeremy Kyle, what would it be for and why? Oh, hmm. I don't know. I think I could be on Jeremy Kyle for a range of things. Do you know what I mean? Like, I would go on for DNA tests to see if I'm any way related to Luciano Pavarotti because, I mean, physically, striking resemblance. And that man would have left an estate with all kinds of money, so I'd have been very keen to uh, find out if I'm actually related to Pavarotti. Thanks again for the question, Chris. Good to have you back on board. Ruth has said, not a question, but just wanted to say thanks for the weekly dose of joy when the rest of the world is weirder than real life should be. Thanks to the DUP holding big Teresa to ransom. Um, no, I appreciate that, Ruth. It actually means a lot to you. People say to me they enjoy the podcast. Sometimes it, it validates me just sitting in a room by myself talking what I sometimes feel like to be shit you know um, it's nice to know that people are listening and enjoying it you know and hopefully I've maybe touched on my views in the TUP and Theresa May there and yeah just get a fucking government up but again thanks Ruth for uh, saying that appreciate it a lot um, Fergal has said you tried a sandwich from Pogoglis <laughs> I love that say hey bro you tried a sandwich from Pogoglis baby I went there drunk one lunchtime. Whoa, man, I hope you went there and drunk. I've never went there drunk one lunchtime. You and Fergal, maybe you need to sort yourself out, man, if you're just drunk at lunchtime. Hopefully you don't have uh, a job that you were at. Maybe you're on a day off, fingers crossed. But uh, I, d- I went there one lunchtime drunk and had the best Cuban sandwich ever. Also five pints. Hey, man, see if you weren't drunk in the first instance. If you went there and drank five pints, you probably would be, you know. Um, if you're there, just demand the sandwich. Fergal, I appreciate that. I am. Um, I've eaten in Pogoglis once, and the food was delicious. But now that I'm on this heavyweight cut, the only thing I'm gonna be eating is good food, unless it's a cheat day when I might go and just gorb, which is a good idea that I think I might actually take it up on. But thanks for that, Fergal, and you know, major shout out to Pogoglis Cuban sandwiches. If I knew the price, I'd plug it like an ad. But hey, I don't. Um. Whenever people have weird Instagram names that I can't actually see their name, Mark, he's just AMK. It's like sounds like a rapper. Like sounds like Quavo's mate from Migos, AMK. But Mark has said, Hey yo, Dave, what up with the heavyweight cut diet plan, bro? You counting your macros, AF? I'm six weeks out from my wedding, and honestly, fuck calculating how much saturated fat is in everything before I eat it. Yeah, I've tried that macros uh, diet before, and you know. I can be fucking weighing shit out, checking all the different with protein. You know what I mean? That's too far. You can lose weight very well by doing a calorie uh, deficit. You know, that's all you need to do. And obviously don't eat... Try and cut out too many complex carbs and sugars. That's what I'm saying to you. So try and make food being, you know, natural. Try and eat stuff like if it's just picked from the ground or shot off an animal, eat that. You know what I mean? Um, stick to chicken, white fish, meats, you know what I mean? And then obviously keep the workouts going. Try and vary the workout. If you're looking to just lose weight, you, you look like a guy that's in fairly good nick to be fair to you, Mark. So don't think you have too much to do. If you're just going to pump up, up those proteins, do you know what I mean? Get to work in the gym. But I mean, I think you look in grand shape in six weeks. You could get 
you, know, you could get stage ready in six weeks, my man. So don't worry, check in with me next week and let me know what you've been doing. Give me a bit of feedback to what your diet is and I'll see what I can what I can advise you. Um, Ian has got a, a good question. He said, with my baby due in April, can Papa Bear suggest any necessities before the big day? Um, so to be honest with you, Ian, you will become far better than you'd imagine when the baby's born. Like, you literally can prepare to the hilt, but when it happens, you either sink or swim. You just go and you have to deal with it. Do you know what I mean? <coughs> my, <coughs> well, my advice isn't, I wasn't choking up there, I'm just literally choking. My advice would be, you know, just get your yourself ready, you know, in the next few weeks. Um, get yourself well rested, you know, get yourself maybe did a bit of exercise, keep yourself fit, because see when a baby's born, those motherfuckers exhaust you, you know what I mean? Whether it's up and down, getting stuff for your wife or fiance or your girlfriend, whatever it is, up and down to the baby, crying up and down, you're always on edge, you're always nervous, so I'd say, you know, get yourself doing that. You know, I'm sure you've probably got the the room and all that prepared, all the clothes in for the baby. You'll never need to buy clothes, see when you have a baby and it's born, everyone just gives you everything. I would say make sure you have a good amount of dummies, Make sure you have a good selection of bottles so you're not just like washing the one or two. You know, get maybe four or five bottles, dummies, ready to go. Other than that, you'll be sweet. Because I remember whenever Holly was born, um, the nurse was like, do you want a dresser? And I went, um, I think you've just made me shit myself there. I don't know if I'm ready for this. And she was like, uh, you're going to have to be because... Sears now and I was like ah it is mine now so you know what fuck it it is mine I'm going to deal with it so I remember I brought Holly over and I dressed her for the first time put her in a wee uh, in a wee <laughs> put her in a sweet custom made suit no I put her in a uh, in a wee like vest type thing and I remember like I was putting her into this vest like she was a daddy long legs and I didn't want to break her legs off I was so delicate I was like mm. I think after about maybe 25 minutes of me trying to pop her arm boop, into the wee vest, the nurse was like, you do know she literally got pulled from a body like 10 minutes ago, like by her head. She got yanked, she got yanked from a body by an umbilical. They yanked her arms, you know, and you're, you're touching her like as if she is made out of sugar paper. Like just, you know, and I went, all right, and stuffed her in it, and there she was. Same happened when she pooed for the first time. The nurse was bringing her over to change her. She's like... Hey bro, do you want to do it? And I was like, I'm gonna to have to learn, aren't I? So I got her over with the wee, the wee wet cotton wool balls and cleaned away that like, you know, watered down marmite, which a baby's first shit is, myconium or something. I think it's called. If that's right, whoa, I'm impressing myself. But um, that's just what I would say. Just you know, you're everyone's like, I'm ready for a baby. You're never ready for a baby until you have the baby. Once it's there, you just go into, I must do this mode, and you cope. And hey. I like the look of you, man. You look like a good guy, and I think you're going to be all right, you know. And that would be my, that would be my my tip. Just don't worry about it, mate. It is what it is, and having a baby's the best thing. And you just cope. You'll become a great person if you're not already. If you're a shit guy, maybe I'm wrong. But hey, if you're a good guy, you know it'll just improve you. And Gareth Owens, the last question of the week with what has been for a short podcast, a long podcast. Gareth Owens said, hey Dave, hope the heavyweight cut is going well. Think we should start a heavyweight cut support group in 
uh, get some of the podcast listeners involved, strengthen numbers. Would any other people be interested? Well, there you go. I'll throw it out there. If any of the uh, if any of the listeners want to, you know, do stuff like that, want to put some a heavyweight cut together themselves. I don't think too many listeners would be the same kind of heavyweight class that myself and Colin are in. But I mean, if you're just looking to get out there and get healthy let's do it let's promote it you know because that's a, I definitely find it as a strength in numbers for me personally the heavyweight cut is about accountability it's about people expecting there to be exercise and if there's not they're like that's what I will say about the weird podcast listeners you're a good bunch you know if I'm slacking you'll be like you fuck on where the fuck are you at with all your training well that got vulgar really quick it's too me or lie to any German listeners and sorry to any yeah, English speakers I'm saying that if I don't train you know, user on to me, like, you know, what's happening, man, get at it. And there's a couple of nights ago I wasn't in the mood for it. Um, I'm a mate, Aaron Butler, who's done Boytown with us. He's got his own podcast, the Aaron Butler podcast. Check that out. He just messaged me and was like, hey, I saw your post in the heavyweight cut saying you were 0% motivated. Just go and do something. And I went, you know what, you're right. I want to do these 100 days. You know, I would have quit there, but sometimes it just takes that little bit of motivation or a little bit of a lift from somebody else just go hey man go and do it and if that can help the listeners if you guys want to start something up you know come at me with ideas that could work with that maybe start a weird podcast version of it where you guys are just all in the one page posting stuff i don't know come at me with ideas but hey if we can all as a an army of weirdos help each other be healthier and fitter and motivated being the main thing you know let's go for it a healthy body is a healthy mind i firmly believe you know, I always feel that um, my mental health is in better shape when my physical health is in better shape. And I find that the two and two are hand in hand. And I feel like this has been a decent podcast this week. I feel like we've covered a lot of topics. Considering I had no topics to discuss, I feel like we've gone and and just had a, had a fucking big episode. So uh, on that, I'm going to end it. I'm going to go watch myself do stand-up now, which you know don't really want to but needs must <clears throat> i'm also going to take an inhaler because i'm going to choke to death but yeah thanks very much for listening if you haven't already guys spread the word of the podcast rate and review it on itunes subscribe and soundcloud spread the word about instagram when this podcast out i like it when people share it in the stories we know whenever you're listening i like to know you're listening i appreciate it and yeah guys just have a good week and i'll be back again probably late late in the sunday night with less energy next week take it easy